Hello and welcome back to another episode of Media Mantras. I'm Adrian. And I'm Adrian. And boy, have we got some juicy stuff for you today. We have uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle getting uh, tackled on stage. We got some Fast 10 news, um, which can never be good news. There's never good news about a Fast and Furious movie. We'll get into that. Lately, yeah. <laughs> That's what it seems way. like. Uh, <laughs> we also have a Weird Owl trailer, followed by some Moon Knight finale and some Northmen. But before, before we get into all of that, I got, uh, I got a little muncher minute for you, Apple. You ready? Yeah, so go ahead, click on the link. It's it's a dog, and uh, you know dogs are intelligent creatures, right? They know how to do some things. Have you ever seen a dog that learns to skate? Check this out. Look at this boy shred. Peep the lean, peep the lean. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's pretty impressive. I was yeah. reading the comments on that, and they're like, "What's your excuse?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> You're right. What is my excuse? Why haven't we all learned to shred yet? I just thought it was great. It was a great little pick-me-up. So that's my mantra minute, man. Um, but should we get into the news? We shall. We shall. Okay, I'll, I'll start us off. So uh, Dave Chappelle rushed on stage by, quote, he, he calls it a trans man. For those who don't know, at the Hollywood Bowl, Dave was introducing some DJs for this big event he was doing um, when he got assaulted by someone in the crowd who later ran off and, quote, got stomped by security and others backstage. Have you seen the video for all this? Yeah, I did. Okay, I just from saw TMZ, it today. Right? Yeah, from TMZ. Yeah. I just saw it today for the first time, and I was like, this is wild. <laughs> and then and here's yeah. the photo of the assailant getting stretched out. I mean, look at that arm, my guy. Jeez Louise. Um, I, I just think this whole situation is crazy because, like, I always, I always like, man, it'd be nice to go to a comedy club and just, like, try some stuff out. But it's, it's these times we're living in that are so polarizing where I'm like, it is a wild time to be a comedian. Like, mm-hmm. I just think, that if, if I, th- I thought if anyone in America had the most free, like, license to free speech, it would yeah. be like a black man. Like, arguably the most oppressed person in American history, right? Uh-huh. But even they are getting stomped. They're 0 for 2 this year. We got Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle yeah. getting hands on them. Now, anyway, <laughs> we're not, that's, not, that's not the point. But the point is, I was thought, like, man, maybe, like, this person, this individual had uh, issues with, like, prior remarks he made in The Closer, like, uh, Dave's, like, la- one of his last uh, more recent stand-up specials in yeah. which, like, there's LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, content. And, you know, some people say it's, you know, like, homophobic or transphobic in this instance. And then other people were like, no, he's just, the larger story was talking out against cancel culture. But I'm just like, regardless, man, like, I don't think physical violence is just the automatic go-to. It's not like he was no. inciting violence. I'm like, we... <laughs> It's weird, like now that like comedians got to roll with like basically like crews, man. Like yeah. just like. Oh well, yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle has like twenty guys already. I know, but like, it, but still there is a security failure because like there's no one in the front like watching the front for weirdos. I mean, I went to a right. band, I went to a Three Eleven concert, and there was at least seven dudes lined up in on front of the stage so no one would rush, and we had like four feet of of clearance. Mm. Like they weren't playing games with Three yeah. Eleven. Dave Chappelle's like a superstar, like arguably. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, right. So I just thought that was interesting that there was such a colossal security breach. And, like, he, that guy had, um, apparently he had a replica gun. Like, a replica gun. Oh, yeah, reason, I heard about that. And, and a, like knife. a knife. Bro, yeah. like, he had Dave for, like, at least four or five seconds before anyone got close to him. He could have easily shanked him. If yeah. he had a real gun, which I, I doubt he would have been able to get in there if they did front door security right. But, I mean, like, some shots could have gone off. Like, colossal failure security-wise. Yeah, I was like, bruh. It doesn't make it doesn't make me uh, hopeful for I don't know comedians. I'm like y'all better stay strapped or something. Good luck. Good luck to y'all. I thought that was wild though. Uh, um, before we get off that, uh, of course, yeah. many people heard um, Chris Rock was there too, and he he went, he <laughs> right. went for the obvious <laughs> joke. He was yeah, like, "Was that Will Smith?" I was like, "Nice. I'm glad he was there for that." Anyway, yeah. moving on. You want to get into your news? Yeah. Um. So, uh, the director Justin Lin of Fast Ten, 
chest hey. picks, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the fastest um, one yet. Go ahead. Yeah, he he's now leaving. Apparently, uh, Vin Diesel is uh, being difficult mm. with surprise. He's showing up late. He's uh, he's not knowing his lines. He is also out of shape. Apparently, he's oh, he's not that. fit to play to play, <laughs> to play uh, Dom Toretto. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and and then, I mean that that's all uh, hearsay. It's not necessarily like uh, coming from director just to speak, but sure. Uh, the people on set are talking. I'm assuming. Yeah, the pe- the people on set. Are, that's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I just. Oh I mean, is Vin Diesel all right? That's what I I'm thinking. Because, like, okay, there's there's two ways you can go about it. Either he's so, I don't know, rich and famous that nothing matters. And, like, yeah. this is his last little, I don't know, like, IP, and he can do whatever he wants with it. Like, he thinks he's, like, you know, his shit doesn't stink, maybe. Or, like, maybe he is going through, like, a midlife crisis. And, like, yeah. he's struggling to, maybe he thinks he's, not like, not as relevant anymore. And he's, like, struggling to hold on to whatever semblance of fame he has. Because for me, personally, I've never seen, like, Vin Diesel specifically is like up there with like I don't know The Rock or like you know Tom Cruise is like as a, as the movie star. I know he's mm-hmm. in a lot of movies and he is a star, but he's not like the brightest right. shining one. Maybe like I don't know. I'm just speculating, but maybe he's coming to grips with that and he like he doesn't <laughs> like that. Right. Maybe right, I don't. Yeah. Do you think uh, Fast Nine was like really numbing for him or like uh, maybe humbling, yeah. Maybe I mean, it didn't. It didn't. It bombed right. Or did it do well? I don't remember. I mean, I didn't see. But I know critically it, it was critically it, it was, was bad, pain. right? Yeah, it was bad. Now I have to find out. Let's see, uh, Fast Nine box office. Second, uh, it says it opened. Open for seven million. It grossed half a billion globally, which makes it the third biggest movie of twenty twenty one. But that's globally. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's still. I'm sure they made their money back, but. Oh yeah, probably. Probably, I don't know. I just don't think it did amazing. China, I don't China. It does really well in China, apparently. I just don't know what this movie. They said they already went to space, right? I didn't even watch. Yeah, mine. they already went. To Maybe space. they're gonna go like intergalactic. You know, it'll just turn into some Star Trek right. shit or something. <laughs> like, uh, are they gonna try to like bring down the scales, as far as how? Like how the scope of like it, how like, ridiculous it gets. That would or? be an interesting like. 180 like go back to form like go back to the first one and like it's just right. like a down-to-earth street it's like the thing. the last one they introduced uh vin's or, or dom's uh brother right right john cena's yeah john cena. i don't know his name but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> and then like where did they go with that like go ahead and spoil yeah. it for me like is did they set up more stuff for him to do or not really did he die or something um <laughs> i don't think he i don't think he died i think like he turned good or something he turned good uh, it's all about the family. All right. <laughs> it's all about the family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, best of luck to that film. I, I, I'm I, really interested to see how this goes, but that is going to be interesting. Um, What a train wreck. <laughs> should we get into the trailer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. You want to play it on yours, or should I play it on mine? I can pull it up. All right. Pull it up, man. Pull it up. Wow. Mm. I got to say this. Okay. First thing, we have to clear something up. Yeah. Based off the trailer music, do you think it's going to be a... um? Bohemian Rhapsody situation where uh, the actor is doing all of the acting, but the actual lyrics Vocals. are dubbed or by like original artists. Do you think that's where they're going with this? Because based off the trailer, I'm thinking they might. I don't know how well Daniel Radcliffe can sing. Yeah, I don't if know. He can at I don't all. know if he can. Um, okay. But would they have the the rights? Do do they have the rights to the 
Oh, the music? Oh, I would assume. I mean, it, it it looks like a biopic or, you know, the untold true story. I mean, I'm pretty sure Weird Al is on board with this. He probably, like, co-wrote it or is producing it. or yeah. He's still alive. It's not like he's dead, you know Right, I mean? right. Well, yeah, I guess if, if in that case. Probably, probably used his, like, his dubs or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, um, which is fine. I don't mind. <laughs> I think I think it looks fun. I think it looks weird. I actually don't yeah. know much about Weird Al's personal life other than he's just the parody man. I do know one fun tidbit that never gets like, everyone always brings it up every time we talk about him. But um, apparently, even even though he doesn't technically have to, because I think he's protected under parody law or some something like that, mm-hmm. he actually gets permission from the original artist for every song he parodies. As just oh, like wow. a cool show of like good faith or you know what I mean, like kind of just yeah. like respect out of. I thought that was interesting. I was like, that's cool. You don't have to do that, but you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, I need some weird in my life, and I'm Daniel. I'm glad Daniel Radcliffe is still doing stuff. He could have yeah, burnt out and been like all hopped up on drugs already, being a child <laughs> actor. But he he stayed out of that, so good for him. Yeah, he's doing a lot of like interesting roles. Yeah, like I still haven't Very, seen like, him in that indie. Lost City thing. With Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Remember oh, that? he's in that. He is in that. Oh. He plays like eccentric billionaire or whatever. I yeah. want to see him in that, but I got to get around to it. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just happy for the man. He looks, he looks good. He yeah. looks kind of in shape there. Did he like work out for this movie or like has he always been that cut? <laughs> yeah, for I guess him? he did, right? I don't know. It looks cool. What are your thoughts? Are you interested or not really? Yeah, I'm pretty interested. It looks. It was it. Uh, did it say that that it was created by the people who did Bohemian? Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't catch that because that was kind of far away from the screen. But it might have been. It has kind of I a similar it, energy. It might. But yeah, yeah, it had similar energy. I got that. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with it. I mean, that movie was fine. I we're not get, we're not reviewing that movie right now. I, <laughs> I still preferred Rocketman. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Ah, I really yeah. love. You gotta watch it. Rocketman's so good. Yeah. This uh, the, the the Bohemian Rhapsody was more of just like a, a like a one to one biopic, and I don't know, like Rocketman was more theatrical. Is mm. the best way to describe the difference between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like one was a movie with music and one was like a music filled movie. It was different. I don't know. Oh, okay. It was like more of a musical. I see. Like just a movie with music. Anyway, yeah. we're not here to review those. We're here to talk about some Moon Knight episode six finale. Yeah. You ready to get into that? <laughs> Let's get into it, man. Um, the the thing I have at the top of my notes is that I felt underwhelmed, and that that's never a good thing to feel about a finale. But let me get into mm-hmm. it. Let's defend it a little bit. Um, yeah. So there's not quite a sky laser. I'm disappointed to say there was lasers in the sky. Yeah. There was like plasma. Or they they changed the shots, right? They, they it ended changed up it. not being no. such a big laser. No lasers. They hurt us. I said nah. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta switch it up. <laughs> it is nice though, to switch it up. No, you gotta switch it up. You gotta keep it. You gotta <laughs> yeah. keep me on my toes. That's what I need to know. And I, I feel like this episode definitely did. It definitely did, and not yeah. in the best way because maybe not. Uh, here's the thing. We start off with Mark. Um. Saying no to paradise, you know, to, to the heaven, right. to the good place, or whatever, and he is like, "No, I got to go back for my boy Stephen." So as soon as he turns around, he's instantly in the sand, and he's like, "Oh, there he is." He has this little heart to heart, and then they're free. They like share a heart. Their hearts are full now. It's very touching. It's good stuff. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> they they're able to get back to the land of the living with the help from our favorite hippopotamus god. So that's or goddess. So that's great. Tawedit. Tawedit. Yeah. So, but meanwhile, Layla is. IRL and she like waits for Harrow and his goons to clear out yeah. and then she's got to just kind of like solo the mission she's got to do what she's got to do to find out how to stop this whole debacle with Harrow uh, releasing Ahmet luckily she's able to free Khonshu and stand up to him um, as the useless like OG Egyptian gods or avatars get wrecked by Harrow and uh, Ahmet I don't know if he released Ahmet at this point I don't remember but I remember them being extremely useless I think he did release them at that point but do you remember that uh, little fight scuffle in the pyramid? 
When? Where, so who? it was Harrow, and he was coming to either release Ahmet or he just did it. I think he was coming to do it. And oh, he stood yeah. up solos, the OG Egyptian gods. He's like, you're not fighters. You're just talkers or whatever. Right. It was Khonshu. Uh, it was Harrow. Layla released Khonshu. That's true. Oh, right. Yes, that's a little bit later. This oh, is when he's it. going to break the thing for the first time and release Ahmet because it takes. I remember it takes a while for Ahmet to come out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he still has that purple cane and yeah. he's going to ham on the oh, Egyptian. Oh, right. And the OG it, it Egyptian evolves into. Yes, exactly. And the so bigger I, cane. the bigger cane, exactly. <laughs> so you got it. So I was just like, what is going on here? And I really, it really disappointed me how useless the original gods were in stopping everything and first seeing it coming and then doing yeah. anything about it. I'm like, you guys are so freaking useless. And I think it was for the plot's sake, but still was annoying to watch. Um, yeah, they were taking out pretty super. Like they weren't even. I was like, what the? the anyway, so um, maybe budget because wouldn't you think that they would like don their own suits or something? Right, and like or, have their own abilities. Yeah, and they didn't go into any of that. They just did some like white little like plasma magic, and then they got uh-huh. wrecked. And like it wasn't even a fight. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, how how come they didn't um? already conceal or try to conceal or no no i guess by that point uh Amit. yeah yeah no i think i think he had a solo of the ogs first and then yeah. he released Amit like with no friction right um and then of course at that at some point during that Layla okay breaks the little statue and then Kanchu comes out they try to have a whole deal i did like her standing up to uh Kanchu and was like no way Jose. like <laughs> you know i saw yeah. what you did to my boy mark and like nah that's not happening to me like you can go after yourself but at the same time like this whole series, man, Layla to me is so unlikable. Like, she feels like a token and later like a token superhero by the end of it. Like, she doesn't get enough time to mm-hmm. have her backstory fleshed out. She has like a small episode with Harrow where she has like her little Tomb Raider episode. Yeah. And like, we don't see flashbacks, which I guess is fine. But like, I didn't feel anything for her father. Like, we, we didn't get enough is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, she was so underserved. And I was like, this is such a waste. And like, it just, it was like, like, like this character, like this character. I don't like you. Like, you're not, there's not enough. <laughs> you're not giving me enough. Yeah, um, there were there definitely wasn't enough set up for her. No. And the payoff felt like hollow. Uh-huh. Oh, she's a superhero now and she's such a message, but like cool, but like where did you come from? Like it just <laughs> it was it was just not enough time. Not enough time with the character, yeah. not enough dedication. Especially because her whole resolution kinda came here in, in yeah. the last episode where it could've exactly. it could have come from the first episode. Right. Like it had they Exactly. It was too little too late. And I guess they, I this is where they but but been this show would have benefited from maybe an episode or two more. You know what I mean? Uh, or just uh, just a rearranging of, of time. But yeah, yeah. I know yeah. the first episode we had to just be introduced to the complicated world right, of Mark and Steven, but still. Oh, yeah, it was just, it felt like we're building, we're building. We had a, like a slow episode in four. Five did so much, and then six were like sweeping it under the rug. Okay, it's over. Like that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it, was, it was really And, and a, lot of, a lot of the resolution kind of came from like the reveal of Jake Lockley, which was yeah. in the post credit scene. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so that wasn't even it, the main episode. Yeah, it, it felt kind of like tacked on or Yeah, tacked on. Literally. Yeah. I mean like her like her costume is cool though, and I'm glad she finally accepted help cuz the whole series she's like I don't need help from anybody. Not ever. And I was like, "All right, like damn." And so <laughs> she finally accepted help from Tamoet, so now she's got those abilities. And there were some cool shots in the final fight scene, but like that was still underwhelming and like it still felt really rushed. Ahmed didn't even seem like that big of a threat. Like it was just a big like uh kaiju fighting in the middle of like yeah. by the pyramids fighting yeah we, we didn't really get to see much of their fight not like, much of it it was like in the background Kanchu. yeah yeah which not that it really mattered because i guess the avatars mattered more because they were doing their doing their right, bidding right. i guess yeah it's, still, that's the more emotional uh fight scene for, yeah, yeah. For, for us because we're invested in them yeah we're invested. for sure i mean 
but yeah, like I said, the only redeeming part, or I was alluding to this, the only redeeming part was that mid credit scene of like the third, for, for third, what's his name again? The third personality? Uh, Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley showing yeah. his fucking mug and like ending Harold's <laughs> life. I'm like, there you I go. Didn't, what is he speaking Spanish? Yeah, it was Spanish the whole right. way through. Yeah. I guess he's supposed <laughs> to be like a Spanish cabbie from <laughs> New York. So. But anyway, it just. It, or I, a limo I, driver. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, in the comics, a cabbie, but right. here, a limo driver. And that was a pimp in limo. I gotta yeah. say, that Conchu looked great. Yeah. It was fantastic. Now, but going back, let's backtrack a little bit to Mark not killing Harrow. That really annoyed me because I was like, here we go with the whole, I'm better than this. I'm not going to kill blah, blah, blah. Batman bullshit. <laughs> I was like, he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Nothing's yeah. going to change. Like, this, this one man is devoted to Ahmed's mission. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you tying him up is not going to do anything and like throwing him away because someone's going to sympathize with him release him from wherever he's being held up. Like, you know what I mean? Something's yeah. going to happen plot-wise. Um, but it's also interesting because this whole series, I didn't think Mark had an issue killing, being the mercenary and all, and, like, the yeah, gun for Yeah, it did kind of feel that way. I was like, where the, where's this coming from? Yeah, like, especially not knowing Jake, Jake Lockley was the third person. Right. Um, because it kind of felt like whenever Steven would black out, it would be Mark that was saving him. That's what I thought. Yeah, originally. So, wait, so are yeah. we, now, now this retroactively it raises so many more questions. Yeah. Some of the the gru- like the most grueling fight and killing scenes, like especially at the top, was that Jake Lockley instead of Mark? Because Mark mm-hmm. never did anything to. I feel like he never did anything to say otherwise that like no, it wasn't me or I didn't kill those people. It yeah. was just kind of like ambiguous and brooding. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, how much of that was in play, and how much is Mark not saying to Stephen and vice versa? Like, how did these two go their whole lives? Which now I'm casting doubt on the backstory, because where's the third personality been the whole time? Yeah. him clocking in for the night shift where. <laughs> I mean, they did, they did kind of hint at it, um, possibly being from his uh, time. Was he in the military? Some sort of something uh, like? armed forces. He's thing. like I black was, ops. Yeah, yeah, something um, like that. And him going like AWOL at some point. Mm, okay. You think so that could have perhaps been, that, that's, that's where it started. started? But okay, maybe. That, that would make more sense to me. Yeah. yeah. If it started then. But the, the fact that they, they barely explored that, and then that kind of ended up being uh, somewhat of a... Uh, ex machina yeah at the uh, end mm, i don't know it's just getting it's getting a little complicated i think it's too complicated for them even you yeah. know what i mean well at least for for the amount of episodes that they spent on that that's what i'm talking about yeah. yeah it's fine to leave it ambiguous and save it for the end like which we all assume they would right tease it for the next time this is the next installment of whatever we get them in yeah. sure but at the same time it's just like this it does such a good job of playing with your brains like what is real what isn't like what you know i don't know it's it's all <laughs> over the place and uh, i don't know the series had a lot of potential, and it, it succeeds in a lot of parts, but, man, some just fall flat to me. So I'm thinking, like, 7 out of 10. That's yeah, I really enjoyed the concepts, but the the story didn't feel like it fell through really well. It did not follow through. Yeah, yeah, really follow well. through. No, yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, for sure. It just it didn't stick the landing quite as nicely as they hoped. No. Oh, well. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> it was a great concept. I really enjoyed it. it. I did. It was a fun ride, but there were some bumps, man. There were some bumps, let me tell you. Um, let's take a brief break, and when we get back, we'll get into that Northman review. All right? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's get into this Northman review, Big Apple. Um, let me read this little synopsis from IMDb for you real quick. From visionary director Robert Eggers comes the Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. And that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Like, literally, as far as plot is concerned. Now... Let's just let's just get right into the top man. Ethan Hawke, he's back again. Yeah, as, he is. <laughs> as, Prince Amleth, as Prince Amleth's father and a king was a pleasant surprise to me, as was Willem Dafoe's jester role. Like, I thought, oh, this is cool. Like, this is yeah. fun. 
I, it didn't. It felt a little out of place to me because I'm like, this is not who I associate with, like maybe Nordic or Swedish actors. But whatever, right, it's fine. Yeah. We're having a good time here. Nicole Kidman as well. Yep, yep. I heard that 110. percent Um, <laughs> but though short-lived, these two literally set up the entire movie and set the tone for the audience and young Prince Amleth uh, as to what we might have to endure for the next two hours. So I was like, okay, great. That was great. Fantastic. To me. The action in this movie was used just right. Like I was expecting a 300 style film from like maybe the trailers and stuff. Like the whole movie just fighting, 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 nonstop fighting. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we got. We got like after the time skip, it's like a badass scene of a grown and raised by Wolfman Prince Amleth just destroying a village, wrecking it. You remember like him catching the spear, yeah, like, chucking dude, it right back at the so guy. Dope. I was like, what are we watching? And it was such a cool shot the way like the camera kind of turned like, with the with the yeah. spear coming at him, and then just kind of like, threw it right back. Yeah. I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, so he tucked it back at that tower guard, and then the in the in your face violence in this movie was crazy and crude, and like, but I was here for it. It was never yeah. like too over the top. It just felt like real grounded, nasty, like violence. And yeah, like, it was only used as necessary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah the whole aesthetic of it was like very understated. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. it was like really nice. The like when they when they got into the um, I don't know what it's called. Like what, the, what were they doing? When when it was like the the face the close up shots of their face and they had like lights in the back. Oh yeah 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 like when they're all backlit. Yeah, and yeah like I, uh, like... when they were like in their their like trance. Oh okay yeah yeah yeah. Like, Is it when they were high on whatever? Yeah that, yeah like, yeah. That soup. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. They were drinking the soup and they're like all like, barking <laughs> yeah. and howling and shit and yeah. being weird. That was so cool too because like that set up that whole that set up the heightened like elements that followed the entire movie. Like well, anytime. Anyone was going to a different realm, or like whether it was because they're high or because they were talking to like witch people, and we'll mm-hmm. get into that. And like, or like listening, like following animals around and guiding them to caves with sages and stuff. I was like, this is like cool. It was like, it was dropped in at just the right moments to keep the plot going. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was good. Um, man, my boy Alexander got ripped by Amleth. Like, it was just dude. so, it was just like <laughs> jacked, big ass, six foot plus dude next to like a bunch of normal ass people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, the but like like I said the the heightened aspects and the lore are really appreciated. Uh, there were so many connections to like the lore of Viking culture um, that you know many of us are familiar with thanks to like Thor and other properties like that, like Valhalla mm-hmm. and Valkyries and Fenrir, et cetera, et cetera. Like all that's just baked into the world and it feels really authentic. Yeah, and it was nice getting a grounded version of all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I felt like I even learned uh, more mythology behind behind yeah yeah, all yeah. Of it the way it was used. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, how the. Uh, how like their their clan was um, personifying themselves as as wolves, mm-hmm. uh, and like how the father took him in, yeah, uh, to to like uh, grow into that, yeah, like uh, from going like a cub. He even references it right. I think, in the movie. He's like that cub you tried to kill is now a wolf, and he yeah. like wants revenge, and like he's because he's going <laughs> after his uh, his slain father's brother, right? That that's mm-hmm. who kills him at the top and gives him the most motivation. Yeah, uh, Fjolnir. Jolner, I believe, something, I think, like, yeah, that. something like that. I'm not slick with the names. I gotta, I gotta look them up. They're hard to pronounce. They are. Um, but another thing that interested me a great deal was the witch that spoke to adult Amleth and continued the direction he got from the sage and witches uh, on his fated quest for revenge. Because that, that, the whole idea of fate is really strong in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how he can't escape it, and like, all he believes like through and through. Like, we'll get into it later. But he was like, he, yeah. he doesn't. He's like invincible until it's his time to die, and he believes that throughout the whole thing, and it kind of mm-hmm. keeps him going. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what carries him throughout the. Literally, like it's yeah. just one singular quest. Yeah, and you you really get that uh, when he's a kid uh, on the, on the what boat. is it rowing the yeah, boat, he's rowing right? The boat, and he and has he, the three senses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will uh, 
It was an I will. I will avenge my, you, father. Avenge I will you, father. Save, uh, your mother, save your mother, mother. And I will kill I will you. Kill you. Bjolnir. Yeah, and he says yeah. it like repeated, repeated, repeated. And that's yeah, his whole yeah, yeah. mantra. And you could tell and he it keeps felt that like him. so, like, like visceral. Like, yeah. like you felt like he, he was uh... like a one track minded beast yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's all he wanted to do, man. That's, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was really great. Um, jumping around, there, there's a lot that happens, and the movie really does take its time. And like you said, it's understated, but it's really nice. It's like, it's oddly beautiful and like kind of like old and almost gothic it's just dark right it's like a dark mm-hmm. it's a darker movie very muted yeah very muted and yeah. I, I love it and um a lot happens he even like makes himself a slave so he can get in with uh, his little uncle's tribe or whatever and like work for him and mm-hmm. all that and then he meets um uh olga of the forest that's his like little love interest right slash, right uh, on your tail exactly um that was fun that that didn't feel forced and i felt like it kind of grew naturally and like even mm-hmm. by the end he wasn't expecting to have fallen in love with her and, and make kids or whatever um yeah but, like i like their whole conniving operation like the slaves revolting and i know they're not literally supposed to be i know she is but he's just there to like fulfill his revenge mission right and um i just like them conniving the whole time and like figuring <laughs> shit out it's it's great yeah fantastic. yeah they had really good chemistry fantastic chemistry yeah and it was cool how how that sort of relationship set up his his destiny and the to, fact that he had die. to choose as yeah because well. they even set it up at the beginning of the movie where it's like <clears> you're gonna have to choose between what was it like quenching revenge or like harboring hope for the ones you love some some weird mm-hmm. like thing like that and he, by the time he's confronted that with that with her um you know yeah. he finds out he has kids through that awesome like heightened uh tree branch of life connected blood thing yeah um, he's like i'm gonna do both he's like i'm gonna protect you guys by letting you sell off to safety and i'm just gonna jump the boat and go back and murder <laughs> yeah real near yeah, he, he finds like a middle ground yeah which is interesting he, he gets to have both he gets to have his cake and eat it too at the at the cost of his life of course Right, but which was interesting. We'll get into that. I did not think he was gonna die at the end, but he did. Yeah, we'll get into as that. destiny foretold. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, a little I, bit. Right? I, a little bit, right? Yeah, but it was um another thing that was uh, interesting is like we're getting ahead of ourselves, but now we're gonna walk it back. When he gets comes to that reveal, when he tries, he could, it's that scene. It's time for him to save his mom, right? He mm-hmm. goes, he talks to her, he reveals who he is, he yeah. confronts her. And I'm surprised to see how the whole story and uh, the audience perspective as well as Amelis turns on its head when she tells him the truth. She drops a fat truth bomb on him. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, I begged for your uncle to kill your father. He was this. He was that. He was a piece of shit. You know, he forced me to have you. It wasn't out of love. It was just out of lust, whatever. Da, 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 da. And I was like, bruh. And like, you know, Amleth couldn't believe it. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, shit. Like this whole <laughs> justified righteous mission has kind of been like soured by yeah. the ugly, ugly truth of that time. And. I just, I, it fucked me up. I don't know. How, how, how did you like that? How did <laughs> well, you respond it was, to that? Well, it was also, like, subtly hinted at um, at the beginning with the jester when, when he had made that, that uh, side remark. What did he or, say? Or, I forgot. He's, I don't know. It was, it was like a crude joke toward, toward the, 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 oh, the, the queen. queen. Oh, okay, okay. And the king had, had uh, played it off like, you know, that's just what he's there for. Oh, but, but he saw uh, it for the, what it was. Yeah, the, who was it? The brother. Uh-huh. Uh, Fjolner, he 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 saw it as disrespect to the queen, right? Which and, is and what kind of set sense. off. That, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. That little triangle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I was like, why does he care so much about what's going on? And I thought maybe it was just like help, like like a uh, royalty and like you know all that. Him being just like the you know the more posh and prim, like you can't talk mm-hmm. to royalty like that. I didn't realize that there was layers to it. Yeah, he was like in love with her, and I didn't realize all that. That was cool. Nice yeah, I know. It, it took me watching a a breakdown. Oh, oh to, to realize, that. realize that? No, no, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I wish I could have seen it twice, but um, but not yeah, really. It was really I, long. I would. 
I would. I would. It's just really long. Um, <laughs> but it was good, though. That, by the end, it felt earned because it is an epic, right? And like mm-hmm. they, they did take their time. and They didn't feel like they had a rush to keep you entertained. Like They told you a damn story, and you're going to sit there and, and watch it. And that was good. It was appreciated. It was really good. Yeah, it was a really slow burn. It was, but there was some nice like highlights and moments that I mm-hmm. really appreciated. Uh, the visuals were amazing, as we talked about. I love the color grade. It was understated, as you said. And the cinematography reminded me of Dune at times, particularly with, like, with the landscape shots. Because mm. by the end of it, we get what they promised with like, the lava fight, you know, just, like, the volcano exploding, yeah, just, like, these dude, big wides. Nice. I'm like, man, this wouldn't have been cool if it was an IMAX or something. <laughs> but it was still really good to watch. Um, we still had a big screen to ourselves. And yeah, it was a long movie, like I said, but at the end, it felt earned. And I really enjoyed Anna Taylor-Joy as Olga and how she played a critical role in freeing the village and even helping Amlet. Because remember how she, he freed her, right? Because yeah. uh, he, 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 he had that bluff with the heart. Like, this is the heart of your son or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, so she escaped. And then he gets captured. And we talked about in the movie how like, he's like, he's tied up. But he's like, you're not going to kill me. It's not my time to go. And then she ends up freeing him. But still, we think it's heightened because we think it's crows that free him because that's how he sees it. Yeah. And then like a Valkyrie <clears> taking <throat> him. To like maybe Valhalla or something, but no, they're just mm-hmm. at a hot spring. They're gonna catch up. But I was like, oh, that's still cool though. Like I, I enjoyed all that. Yeah. Um. Another thing I enjoyed is the how like I was. It was odd being able to see the humanity through the inhumane conditions. Like even though, like as the audience, we're supposed to see you know these people as savages and like Amleth is just on this quest for revenge and they're evil, they're evil, they're evil. It's like I don't know. They lived how they saw it fit, and then there were still games. Like there, they still was revelry. They try to have like little um, campfire sing song dance things like they, these are still humans, right? Even though they're like barbaric by our standards, right? They're right, still yeah. trying to find the joy in their like whatever they can in their lives, and it was it was interesting seeing all that and seeing like that family dynamic where you're not rooting for, but you're like you can see where they're coming from. So I don't know. I thought yeah. that was a, a nice little touch personally. So um, yeah, for sure. And then uh, what else? I don't know. I got glimmers of Revenge of the Sith by the final battle next to that freaking volcano. <laughs> Dude, I did. Right? I did. No. I was thinking about that like, too. I was like, haven't I seen that before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was different about this one, uh, which is like they were so damn close to the lava and there wasn't lightsabers, there were swords. Right. Yeah. But man, the ending was unexpected to me given how much of a tank Am- Amleth was the whole, the whole film because of his mm-hmm. destiny and how, he, uh, you know, how physically imposing he was. Um, but like, he almost ran from it earlier too, like we talked about with the whole choosing between his love and his revenge. Yeah. But the writers like, nah, you know, you know, you want to see a final fight with this guy. So they gave us that right with the with the lava fight. Yeah. That and was nice. I was just crazy, like, cause I thought after he got that big old gash in his bicep that it was over. Like, there's no way this dude's still swinging a sword after that, right? Yeah, I loved seeing that moment, the the like build of his, like him, like almost feeling like he's not gonna make it, and yeah. then suddenly like he he gets the, the urge strength, to. Yeah. To like start fighting back and get back into it, and then like that last final push is what like ends yeah. everything. I was like, he gets one through the heart, and then he t- takes off. What's his name said? Fjolnir. 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 Something like that. Fjolnir. I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> but regardless, it's a mutual death, a mutual execution. They yeah. kill each other, and that's it. Like I don't even remember how it ends. I just remember them like their dead bodies just laying there. Well, uh, I think. Oh, she. It's like a little flashback to or flash forward to Olga saying we're gonna yeah, be all right. Yeah, and, and, this, and the two. Twins, right? Twins, right? Yeah, yeah. They're fraternal. One's a guy, one's a girl. Right. Okay. That's yeah, but they're twins. Yeah. And um, and then he's just like his eyes like kind of see like stars or Valhalla or whatever the galaxy, and then he just kind of like dies. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that was crazy, but it was <laughs> good too. I-, I loved it. I loved it. Apparently, um, Alexander Skarsgård, I think is his last name. Uh, yeah, I think I said that right. Anyway, he was a the big producer, and he's been wanting to do a Viking movie for like many, many, many years. So mm. he finally got what he wanted here. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Honestly, I'd rate it like maybe an eight, eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I think so. I think Definitely. it was really solid. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, really pleased with the movie. And uh, y'all should go check it out if you haven't seen it, even though we just told you the whole movie. <laughs> 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 All right. For Media Munchers, I'm Mathian. And I'm Adrian. And we're going to catch you next time.